RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to Flavoring Your Ear. And uh, this podcast is my podcast that I talk about the world and, and all the crazy people in it. Um, watching the news, when I see a representative like Mitch McConnell that says 100% of my focus is stopping the Biden administration, um, what about 100% of your focus uh, should be on what's best for our country? And forget about, you know, thwarting everything that the Biden administration does. Who thinks that's good for our country? Does anybody think that's good for our country? Does anybody think the relationship between Democrats and Republicans right now are good for our country? You know, things are good for our country. People in other countries that look at us and go, look at those ass clowns fighting each other. And that's all we're doing. If you remember back, and I'm not quite old enough to really remember much with Nixon, but I'm old enough to read and watch videos. People who spoke out against Nixon back in the day ended up being heroes because they were right and Nixon was wrong. For me, the people that are still grasping on to Donald Trump, a twice impeached president, I don't really, I don't think I understand it. Like, I don't understand, while he's in office, I get, but I don't understand why he's still that powerful. And don't get it twisted, he's still powerful. There's still people that will absolutely not speak out against Donald Trump one lick. He's a powerful son of a bitch. For me, when this is all said and done, Liz Liz Cheney's a hero. And I like to say this all the time. I'm not a Democrat. Not. not, I'm not a Republican. But Liz Cheney's a hero. You know why? Because she stood up for something. And she's able to think for herself. And not say, well, we all should have the same agenda. That's not, if we all should have the same agenda, let's go to another country. That's not what America is about, us all having the same agenda. I think, I thought all America was about everybody thinking for themselves and land of the free and opportunities, and not, if you're blue, you think this way, if you're red, you think another way. That's, I mean, it's asinine. But that's what's happening. She spoke the truth, okay, and she really was spitting knowledge when she was up there talking. She was not, she didn't say anything but the truth. That's it. Okay. And we're at a point now where if anybody thinks that the January 6th uh, uh, insurrection was just a regular day, because that's what I'm hearing people say. I'm hearing people say, I heard a politician say the other day, but it was just a it was just a regular day with a bunch of tourists at the Capitol building. If somebody said that's a regular day at the Capitol building, what does it do for the credibility to you? I know what it says to me. It means you don't care about anything that happens to our country, obviously. And for people to say, and I heard this too from the Republicans, that those weren't necessarily Trump people. Once again, credibility shot. They were, tra- they were chanting Trump with 
Trump, you know, flags. They just came from a Trump rally. He told them to go there. Then he told them to stop, and they stopped. That's not Trump's people. Stop, let's stop. Let's stop doing that. And they were chanting, "Hang Mike Pence." That's what they do. And normal tourists do that. Normal tourists are yelling, "Hang Mike Pence." I tell you what. There's people now who listen to politicians more than experts. And you know what politicians aren't uh, is experts, okay? They're not. Nobody's less of an expert than a politician. And I'm talking on both sides. They're going to tell you what you want to hear that's best for their cushy-ass jobs. And that's it, period. So, once again, it's not about sides. It's about what's best for this country. And people are listening to these ass clowns. I don't listen to really both sides, to be honest with you. A lot of the both sides, are just they're just talking. And, you know, with this COVID that's still around, by the way, people, um, you don't have to wear a mask anymore if you're vaccinated. I got vaccinated. Um, you know, why did I get vaccinated? Because, listen, I, was, I wasn't terrified of the thing, but I was leery. I didn't want it. I still don't want it. You can still get it. Listen, 600 people are still dying a day from this thing. And everybody's running around like it's over. And that's fine. I'm, I'm to the point now where I say, everybody take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. If you didn't get vaccinated, eh, so what? That's you. You're American. Do what you want. Okay? But, but you know, be respectful to other people. Like, I've been vaccinated. If it says wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I went into Publix today. Half the people were wearing masks. Half the people weren't. I kept my mask on because, you know, I would say, no, more than half the people were wearing their masks. Well, 80% of the people were wearing masks. But some people working there weren't. So they weren't mandating it. And that, that's where we should be. That's where you, you, should, you shouldn't have to mandate anything anymore. Even the mandates weren't working. You have to wear a mask on the way in. And when you come in, sit down, take the mask off. Everybody's next to each other. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. It really doesn't. But 600 people dying every day times 365, that's 219,000 people now. That's still a lot of freaking people dying. And it's not, it's not over. Only one third of our population has been vaccinated. And we're hoping... And this is where it becomes funny to me. We're depending on an honor system in America. (laughs) Good luck with that. Good luck with an honor system in America. People if you people didn't want to wear a mask. Period. If you ask somebody, "Are you vaccinated?" and they don't want to wear a mask, they're going to be honest with you. I mean, that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So all I'm saying, these people is. Be respectful. That's all I'm asking for. This thing is going to pass eventually, probably later than sooner. And to me, it's crazy when I see stories of lotteries to lure vaccinations. They have they have a, a lottery with free schooling and $1 million prize money for people to go get vaccinated. And other countries are dying and they're looking for vaccines and they can't get them. And we have to lure our people with lotteries to get vaccinations. So that's where we are as a country. Another place we are as a country is we have a bunch of people up there celebrating an anti-Asian hate crime bill. You know, you have to make laws against hate crimes against Asians. Isn't that embarrassing? Isn't that embarrassing? Like if people in Japan were, were, were beating up Americans, we would look there and say, those guys are savages. Right now, we are savages that we have to put a law 
in place against hate crimes with Asians. And it's we need to stop spewing hate, period. And do me a favor. And as I get older, I'm 53 years old, and I'm getting better as this as I get older. You know, my whole life, you know, there was a time being in an NFL locker room and, you know, just being a young man, used to hear derogatory terms towards homosexual people. I'm not going to lie. I've used them in the past. I won't use them no more. Uh-uh. And if you hear people using them, if you hear people being hateful towards Asian people or gay people or black people or transgender people, stop them. Tell them, tell them what you think. Because, you know, being complacent and sitting back, that's not, that's not 2021 anymore. If you hear somebody using some derogatory term against gay people, say, what's your problem? What is your, you still have problems against gay people? Listen, I used, people used to talk about transgender, and I just didn't know much about it, and I was confused, and I would make jokes. Not anymore. It's just, it's not funny. You know why? Because I don't know anything about it. And we don't know what they're going through. And as I get older, I realize that that's, that is just, that's ignorant. It's ignorant thinking. What I love is, you know, the president could only do so much. And our last president didn't say one thing about the, the anti-Asian bullying and, and the hate. He didn't say one thing about it. At least this president is acknowledging it. At least this president is, is speaking out against hate. Do you know that 62 Republicans voted against an anti-Asian hate crime? (laughs) 62 Republicans voted against an anti-Asian hate crime. Now, what would be your mentality behind not backing a bill to stop hate for the way somebody looks? Let me say this. It looks bad, bro. It looks really, really bad. And it's embarrassing. There's a lot of times I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. And I heard people say, oh, if you're embarrassed, leave the country. No, 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 no. You leave the effing country because you're the problem. All right? I'm just telling you the way it is. And it's, it's getting embarrassing. It's, it's, it's too much. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not getting it. You oppose an anti-Asian hate crime bill. You oppose that. This is not a this is not a bill for marijuana where there's two sides. There's there's a lot of bills that have two sides, but to put a bill to stop hate against Asian people, you you don't you don't want that, huh? Well, I think that's very telling, and it says a lot about uh, a big percentage of our country right now. And uh, I'll be honest with you, that's the problem. The problem is not that they're Democrats, and the problem ain't that Republican. The problem is that they have hate in their heart. And I don't care what side you're on or what faction you're behind. As long as you have love in your heart, good, good. But voting against an anti-Asian hate crime bill is hateful. And they know it's hateful. They they know it's hateful. But this is one thing I know. And one of my best friends is Japanese. They They don't have no Asian friends. How do you walk? How do you hang out with your Asian friends and they find out you you voted against that bill? You ain't got no Asian friends. You probably don't have any friends of any other color. That's probably the way it is, and that's the unfortunate part. If any everybody wants to ever email me, it's Ian Beckles at radioinfluence.com, and please make sure you're listening to my other podcasts as well. And uh, we're all you know. 
we were all in this to try to improve this country. And we can't all do it, you know, by ourselves. But collectively, we can all do this. And the more we all spread the word to get better as a country and do what we can to stop the hate, we'll be moving closer to, to that goal. We ain't there yet, but we're all in it to head in the right direction. And that's really what this podcast is all about. But I appreciate you guys listening in. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful weekend and please be safe. Peace out. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Sing that flavor in your ear. Flavor Bringing that flavor in your ear. Flavor This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. There's a lot of takeaways, Daniel, that that I have from this card. Overall, I enjoyed the product on Saturday night, sitting back and watching it. Um, you know, Charles Oliveira. I mean, when he got that fight to the ground in, in the opening, what you know, minute, minute and a half of that fight. I thought the fight was over at that point. I, I just like, oh, here comes the RNC. It's over. Charles Oliveira is your, your, your lightweight champion. Then, uh, you know, Michael Chandler. I mean, and what's kind of the craziest part about that is the fact that, you know, this wasn't like it was a, a chokehold in the third, fourth round where they're all sweating. He got out of it. I mean, they were dry to get out of that. I think says a lot about Michael Chandler. But, uh, you know, and then kudos to, to weather that storm there at the end of the first round. And then, of course, uh, man, just pinpoint accuracy there on those strikes there in the second round. But, you know, one of the things I wrote down is, yes, Charles Oliveira is the UFC lightweight champion, but is he at the best lightweight in the UFC? Man, we're already raining on the man's parade. He just got off the fire truck in Brazil, Jason. You're already dousing it. Look, man, um, I'll answer your question in half a minute, but I just want to say congratulations to Charles Oliveira Man, not often do we see these stories of guys with such long careers peak with that championship. It reminds you of the Michael Bisping championship win. It just happens that Oliveira did it at a much younger age because he started off. He must have been 20 or 21 years old when we were first watching him compete in the UFC. So a phenomenal journey. Man, that title looks well on him. He looks like a superstar. I don't think he's the best lightweight in the UFC. I think he's number two. I tell you who I think is number one is Dustin Poirier. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.